Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty-three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. Hey Chiefs Kingdom, welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast special with myself, Brad Simcox, and the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo Tom Childs. If you haven't already listened to the first ever Back to the Chiefs podcast special, Tom and I were joined by Seth Kaiser from TheAthletic.com. Uh, we look back at one of the greatest Chiefs games in history when the Chiefs crushed the perfect season record of the of the Green Bay Packers with an unlikely 19-14 win. If you're unfamiliar with what we do for the Back to the Chiefs specials, Everyone you hear in this podcast is acting like the game has just finished this very second, and the beauty of it—the beauty of it is—you'll hear a number of bad takes by us that will hopefully make you laugh. So check the flux capacity and strap yourself in for the next instalment of the Back to the Chiefs podcast as we key in another historic date in the time circuits: September 29th, twenty fourteen. The Patriots take on the Chiefs. When this baby hits eighty-eight miles per hour. You're gonna see some serious shit. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, a guy that I have yet to meet in a bar called Tom Giles. And we have Ryan Tracy from Rogue Analytics to help us dissect this wonderful game. So, uh, yeah, the uh, the Chiefs annihilate the Patriots at Arrowhead on Monday Night Football. And, uh, yeah, let's get into this because I've been looking forward to this since the game finished. That... Before, before we get into it, what I've just had a thought the last few hours. You always and... do this. I'm in mid-floor and then you jump in. Come on, go on. It's because you used to, on this podcast, <laughs> ask us how we're doing, but now you just tend to jump straight into the games. It's not what I like to do. I, I like want to get to... talking about the game, though. I know, I get that, I get that, but I wonder how you would feel about this, Ryan, and same to you, Brad, but I've got an idea for a podcast. Um, I think it could be quite successful. I think it should be a podcast, a Chiefs podcast, that goes five days a week. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of damn work. Yeah, five days a week. Your team every day should be the slogan. <laughs> and I think we should call it Locked on Chiefs. How does that sound? Do, do I get to cuss and drink all the time? That sounds good to me. That sounds yeah, good. It, it, can, it can be like that. And okay. it, we, if we get stuck, we can invite other people onto, onto the show. All I right. had this some crazy writer for Arrowhead Pride from Minnesota or something. He's chatting a lot in the moment we might get him on but how do you feel about the locked on cheese podcast i think it sounds like a great idea i hope you'll let me play yeah it's a great right. name it's great yeah. where did you come up from with the name no idea mate I don't, know, I don't know where i get my inspiration these You've days you've been watching think... top gun again someday they're gonna remake that movie <laughs> what top gun yeah why not no leave it all right. it's my favorite film of all time well there's no shorter actor than that guy anyway so i guess <laughs> No, true, true. 
So, uh, so is that what you're going to do? Going to do now in your spare time, Tom? Is that you're going to start creating new podcasts and things like that? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, five days a week. Every single are you going to do it? Yep, I'm going to do it. The Locked On Cheese Podcast. Five days a week with Tom Charles, Brad Simcox, and Ryan Tracy. It's got, got a ring to it. Got a ring to it. <laughs> it does have a ring. It yeah. does. Got a lot of time on your hands, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Can we get talking about the game now? Because I, I am really excited about this. You go for it. I'll, I'll allow it now. <laughs> so uh, the Chiefs beat the Patriots 41-14, and <laughs> I know, crazy, isn't it? Um, but I mean. Going into this, the Chiefs were were on a bit of a a slippery slope, weren't they? I mean, um, one and two going into the season, um, and needing something really to ignite ignite the season. And and this this really, we just got a taste of what this team can do. I think this is the key result moving forward, don't you think? What do you well, think? Yeah. Tom? Uh, well, after, after the way last season finished with the Colts collapse, and in the way that this season started with. Derek Johnson and Mike DeVito going out in the first game of the season, getting humbled by the Titans at home, then getting beaten by Peyton Manning again, the Broncos having our number again. Um, It was nice to see that the Chiefs have managed to do the business against the two AFC East teams that they've played in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, last week we've done it without Jamal Charles and Joe McKnight had one hell of a game for the Chiefs, but mm-hmm. his best game he's had for us. Um, obviously, we've had Travis Kelsey come on a little bit in his first few starts, and it was just nice that the Chiefs had a team, a big team come into town and where the big team was expected to come and beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs just blew them away on prime time and like no one really expected the Chiefs to do what they did to the Patriots last night um, everyone is expecting a close game Gruden said at one point this game was going to be an, a close game it was going to be one with the likes of Dustin Colquitt and field position and all that but ultimately it, from the first minute it was just all Chiefs and the Patriots just did not know how to handle the Kansas City Chiefs offensively or defensively Mm-hmm. The, the the first thing that springs to mind at the end of this game, and uh, this is before we get really into this game, but there's a lot of things happening afterwards where there's a lot of uh, press getting on at, at Tom Brady. Is he old? Is he is he over the hill? Is this is this his time to move over for uh, maybe Garoppolo or somebody? Um, what do you think about this? What do you think about this, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's terrible. What, yeah. Who's going to give him anything for Garoppolo anyway? I mean, come on, he's a backup. It's the whole Matt Castle thing all over again. He'll never yeah. play anywhere else. See, but... I completely disagree with you there. Yeah. And when it comes to the Patriots, I think that this was an end of an era for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's clearly shown that they are done as a force now. They're not going to go on to be the team that everyone expected them to be. Really? And if I'm, if I'm the the Patriots right now I'm looking at my future and for me the future is Jimmy Garoppolo like he showed enough for me last night when he once Tom Brady was benched that he was gonna he could be the guy so if I'm if I'm like the likes of the 49ers for example and I'm looking at Colin Kaepernick okay he's done okay but I just don't really see a long-term future for Colin Kaepernick in this league um something's gonna happen there and I just I, d- I don't know whether it's going to be his ability or something else. I just don't think it's going to be Injury, the maybe. guy. Maybe, yeah. Something's going to happen, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So Might have maybe, a dodgy knee or something, I don't know. Exactly. So if I'm if I'm the 49ers, I think I'm giving up a second round, uh, second round pick for 
Tom Brady. Hmm. And the, if I'm the Patriots, I'm looking at last night, I'm looking at the start of the season and thinking, yeah, he what, he's 37, 38. Are we going to really get any better for a, a, a 37-year-old quarterback than a second-round pick? Is he really going to take us to the promised land again? Like, the Super Bowl's hard enough to get to one. He's been to five already. He's not going to go to any more. Certainly not going to go to two or three more. So, if I'm the Patriots, I'm cashing in on Tom Brady right now and just going all in all in on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to be a bit cautious with it, with the whole Brady thing, because I think it was this was a case of the Chiefs were just too good this time. This wasn't the fact that Brady was bad. This was the Chiefs was too good. Yeah? I think they were scary. It was scarily know. good, yeah. I think Chiefs Kingdom is going to hate those uniforms, but I thought that they were just intimidating. Yeah. I know right. what you mean. The, the, that's the second time we wore red and red, isn't it? Um, we wore it last year against the Cowboys, but that was, yeah, was I think iffy. it was a Sunday afternoon. It was a Sunday afternoon game. Right. But I, I do like the look of this prime time red on red thing. I, think, I don't know. I think, I think I, Chiefs Kingdom is going to hate it, especially at night. It looks terrible under the lights. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we could have a straw poll and see who who's more interested in it or not. But I, 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 I think it's going to become a thing. I've just got a sneaky feeling about this. The red and red and prime time is going to be the Chiefs thing going forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe like some form of like color rush. I like the play on words that I had there. But maybe like a color rush uniform going forward mm-hmm. for prime time games. Well played. Yeah. Yeah, well played. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Chiefs, shall we? Let's talk about the key players for the Chiefs on this. Second year for Alex Smith, he's looking better and better each time, isn't he? Now he's he's looking. He looked commanding. He looked um, he looked on point. He knew when the blitzes were coming from the Patriots, and he had the added help of the return of Jamal Charles as well. And Jamal Charles just brought it to the the, the Patriots, didn't he? We all know what Jamal Charles is all about. But I think the 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 key thing here was Alex Smith's intelligence in this game. He saw everything coming and ran this game like clockwork what do you think Tom I agree I do agree um, there was a point when Gruden pointed out that mm. how smart of a quarterback Alex Smith is and it was one play that epitomised it it wasn't a special play but there was some pressure coming from Alex Smith and he rolled out to the right yeah. and instead of taking a risky throw and trying to throw the ball downfield he threw the ball out of bounds and that was the correct thing to do and that's the type mm-hmm. of quarterback the Chiefs need if they're going to go to the next level is to be safe and look after the ball don't try anything risky because those risky type of quarterbacks don't really amount to anything okay you might get the odd one like an Aaron Rodgers um, that will amaze you every now and then but the Chiefs aren't used to that type of quarterback I like the safe player of Alex Smith and I like mm-hmm. the fact he doesn't turn the ball over he goes for his check downs we all love a check down we're all yeah. a sucker for a check down so Jamal Charles and Alex Smith just look like a hell of a combo out of the backfield and it just it, it just seems like everything is starting to click a little bit he had a hell of a perf- performance against the um, the Colts in the playoffs and it mm-hmm. seems like that's kind of rolled through into this season as well he used um Jamal Charles quite well for the um, the screen players as well. He, he uses them quite a bit on that, doesn't he? I think it was the second touchdown, was it, where he used the screen pass to Charles and he dived dived over the line. Yeah, that's right. He had Charles had the one yard run, which was a like a power run by a, a hundred ninety nine yard back as. John Gruden kept saying then you had yeah. the screen pass and then you had him coming out of the backfield where it was Jamal Charles versus Jared Mayo and it's just like a you feel sorry for the defender like you look at the Patriots defenders and you're seeing all this speed everywhere Niall Davis and Jamal yeah. Charles and you're thinking 
how the hell are they supposed to cope with that? And you add in Alex Smith, whose ball placement tonight was perfect, or yesterday was perfect. And it's just, it, it was a, a recipe for disaster for the Patriots defense. Yeah. This is, uh, this looks like the return of the run game, right? Like all of a sudden, Andy's going to start calling way more sure, runs. Yeah. They have that dynamic duo. I thought, you know, it's going to be hard to keep Davis and Jamal Charles on this roster eventually. Mm-hmm. Well, I, both, they're both going to be fighting it out, I think, aren't they? I completely agree. Like you looked, you, Gruden again. He made he says talks so much sense. Gruden should definitely get back in the NFL when it comes mm-hmm. to coaching. He's he just talks so much. Sense. He's done now, man. He won't come back now. No, he, oh. he should do. He should he should come back to a job. But anyway, it's been was, too long. He was saying like halfway through the third quarter that the Chiefs were twenty five runs and twenty seven passes or something like that balanced offense and he mentioned that Andy Reid won't get invited again to the West Coast School of Offense again even though he basically owns it these days um, but the point being is that Andy Reid is moving away from his own type of scheme and going for this power run, this thunder and lightning type running game and I just don't see how you can cope with it because Niall Davis, after having Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Jamal Charles, it looks like when Jamal Charles hangs his cleats up that the torch is going to be passed to Niall Davis. Yeah, I mean, the key thing for me, I think, on that, uh, what you're saying about Niall Davis is um, he broke free, I think it was the second quarter, was it? Uh, it's a long play, I think it was. He managed yeah. to just, just, just break out of nowhere. Really, I think it was a, a fake handoff. I think, but it, yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, I think Nile Davis is one of those that, if you have him as a one-two, then yeah, I, I think we've got this team. We've got this team sussed in the in the offensive side for sure. We, for sure. That that one run you're talking about was just an incredible drive by the Chiefs like mm-hmm. the Chiefs were 7-0 up at the po- this point the, the Patriots have just punted again another free and out and you've got that long run to Davis then you've got Kelsey who looks like he could be a weapon um, over the top and then you've got the, the finishing play by Jamal Charles in the space of three plays in like a minute 20 the Chiefs went 75 yards mm-hmm. and that type of quick fire offense is just too much for anyone to handle speaking of Kelsey I like the look of this guy. Where do you see his career like ascending to Ryan? Because there was talk of him being like a mini version of Gronk. Um, I don't see it myself. I think Gronk is a lot better personally. But where do you reckon he can get to? You know, I, I don't know what to think. We're, what, five games, four games in? The whole season off last year because he can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't like the way he weaves through defenders. He looks like he can't cut hardly at all. I don't know. I think this guy's future is limited. Well, I agree. Actually, that's a good point because um, if you're saying he's limited, and I, I kind of agree, he looked good in this game, but like you said, it's keeping him healthy, keeping him on the field. The the interesting pickup that we've got there, we, we were using quite a lot of tight ends in this game, and there was a number, of, uh, I can't remember his name now, number 84. Oh, Demetrius Harris. Yeah, that's him. Oh. Yeah, that's him. Mate, we, we were using him so quite excited. a bit, weren't we? And I thought, you know what? We might have had unearthed a hidden gem there. Yeah, I completely agree. Again, Gruden, the master, talking about John Dorsey, the master, unearthing this talent that is yeah. Demetrius Harris. Six foot seven, 250 pounds, used to play college basketball, which I didn't know until tonight. No. He just looks incredible. And if because he, he plays basketball, he's going to be bound to catch the ball. His, his hands are going to be incredible. He's going to be able to Same box hands. out defenders. Like, I generally think the next jersey that I'm going to buy will probably 
be a Demetrius Harris number 84 jersey. Like I am so excited about him and everyone in Chiefs Kingdom should be excited about him. Travis Kelsey show flashes tonight, but the future of the tight end position will be Demetrius Harris. It goes at the end of the day, it's going to be Tony Gonzalez, Demetrius Harris, and then Travis Kelsey. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, the the other the other person who had good uh, good hands tonight was uh, was Dwayne Ball. Uh, he was catching everything, like hands like glue. He's back. I, He's he back, might yeah. get extended. He might become the next All Pro to come out of that position for this team. He just looks like he can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I though though the haven't got they he hasn't thrown one yet to yeah. a wide receiver, Alex Smith. Um, I do feel like it is coming, and then once one comes, Alex Smith is going to hit his wide receivers in the end zone constantly this well, season. Like yeah. I, I can't. Do we need see wide receivers route. though? Do we really I need think, them? Yeah. I, you, there's an argument to be made that you don't need them when you've got like the likes of Davis and Jamal Charles. You've got an offensive line which looks like it doesn't matter who we plug in are going to play well. And then obviously you've got Harris and Kelsey who look like the next big thing at that position. So you could argue that we don't need wide receivers. But at the end of the day, they're an extra weapon. And if Dwayne Bowe is turning into 2010 Dwayne Bowe again, then mm-hmm. we are... Yeah, laughing out. offensively like this could be like the second or third fourth greatest offense of all time like the way that they move about the way they use misdirection the fact you've got Andy Reid in there you've got Alex Smith who don't doesn't turn the ball over this offense could be a juggernaut mm-hmm. and I think they're just scratching the surface on Tony Avery on the other side he gives such a dimension that I think we'll be able to consistently stretch the field and do good things mm-hmm. on the opposite side of Bowie I, I think it's a great pickup yeah, I've yeah. always been interested to see how an Andy Reid offense would do with like a pure speed guy in Kansas City. Like, obviously, he had it with Deshaun Jackson back in Philadelphia, but he hasn't really had it in Kansas City in bunches. Donny Avery's played limited snaps so far. And obviously, we saw that one touchdown against the Colts last year, which we all went mental for because it's like the longest pass we've seen Chiefs do in God knows how long, but it would be interesting to see if we if the Chiefs had a true speedster in that offense to see what Andy Reid would do with him. Well, I think it would better it, it it would best suit Alex Smith's style as well, wouldn't it? If we got somebody who could stretch that field, go long, um, yeah, I, I think it's just crying out for that. That's the that's the missing piece. I think we need somebody who can stretch that field a little bit further with the Take speed. The top off. Yeah, and um, you know, and then we've got the screen game, we've got the check down, we've got the we've got the long ball. You know, there's, you know, I, I, looking at the next draft, we should probably look at somebody like that. Maybe I don't know, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what we do with that. Um, interesting point about um, you keep mentioning the punting and the kicking game and everything like that. And Colquitt, I think, was the unsung hero in this with his punting because. Everything he was hitting was hitting right into that, you know, into that ten-yard zone. Mm. Um, I, th- I think there was one of them actually when, um, yeah, Colquitt. Uh, I think he punted it to Edelman, and he tried fielding the return, but um, we had uh, the Chiefs prospect Philip Gaines managed managed to actually tie him down at the perfect time there. Um, having Colquitt as that added element of our offense in a way. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just think that's the key thing that uh, helped pin back the Patriots as much as it did in this game. Would you agree with that? Right? I would. 
Oh, I let Ryan have a go. Yeah, I let Ryan have a go at this one. Oh, sorry, I've talked a lot so far. <laughs> well, no, it's difficult because you know how intense I am about the special teams. It's it's really my most favorite part of this ball game. But yeah, I'm glad that you did bring up somebody in Gaines that I think on the defensive side of the ball they have these two young guys in Gaines and Cooper that really slowed down Edelman. They look like they could mm-hmm. be the next premier tandem in the NFL at the yeah. quarterback mm-hmm. position. Yeah, I agree. And if you look at the Patriots side of things when it comes to cornerbacks, sorry to move away from Colquitt so quickly. Yeah, no but you look at their two corners tonight. They had what Darrell Revis, who is a hell of a pickup from the Jets. He's an All Pro. Um, I'd, I'd love him to, at the Chiefs. I'd love you know? to see him at the Chiefs yeah. one day, just for like if the Chiefs were ever in like a, a playoff run or something like that. He's the type of guy that I want. Be great to have him. And then right. they've got this other guy, Malcolm Butler. Like we're talking about the Chiefs, who have got Cooper and. Philip Gaines have got a really bright future ahead of themselves and a look set at cornerback position for years to come. And you look at the pages and this guy called Malcolm Butler, who no one's heard of really. And I honestly, honestly do not see him amounting to anything special whatsoever in his career. Like, there's a few players on that Patriots team that I think, yeah, they're really stealing a living a little bit. And Malcolm Butler is probably at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, they, they already had. Um a couple of rookies on the offensive line as well, didn't they? Which probably didn't really help protect Brady that much either. Um, you say that the Chiefs rolled with Mike McGlynn, Rodney, well, yeah. Hud- um, yeah. Rodney Hudson, Zach Fulton tonight, and Ryan Harris. Like This was a patchwork offensive line. Really, the only two starters in there are Hudson and Eric Fisher. The rest of the guys were nobody's really. Hmm. So they, they, the Patriots cannot moan about an offensive line because the Chiefs put this offensive line together at the last minute and it managed to run all over them it was, even with Vince Wilfork in there and like the, this Patriots defense has got some really good players on it mm-hmm. and the Chiefs just ran all over them so yeah no sympathy for me for the Patriots for their offensive line even yeah. if we did have Houston and Harley tearing it up tonight yeah I was going to say let's give the, the defense a bit of love because uh, Bob Sutton's clearly got something in the mix there hasn't he with this defense he's got it clicking at the right time um, he's got players playing really well I mean that pass rush was something else wasn't it I mean Tamba Harley strip sack on uh, on Tom Brady was uh, was a thing of beauty um, that's something that I think a lot of fans will, will you know look back on um, when we were lifting the Super Bowl <laughs> 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 um, you know that, that's that's one of those key moments that you, you look you look back on in, in the championship season don't you and you think yeah that, that that was the turning point for me that without he, a doubt and he looks like he can play forever right based on yeah. what we saw tonight between that and I'm the two in the middle based on what they saw against the Patriots Dontari Poe and Jay Howard look like they're going to be stuck in that middle destroying offensive lines for the next five or seven years mm-hmm. exactly yeah, and, yeah. and you look you don't even miss the likes of Derek Johnson which is crazy because he's my favorite chief of all time but the fact that they had Josh Margo in there and James Michael Johnson it didn't really make any difference whatsoever to mm-hmm. this team they just rolled rolled ahead with it and I, I'm excited about this Chiefs defense I love Bob Sutton like he's just can't, been a breath of fresh air in this team like Romeo Cronell was an okay defensive coordinator but since Bob Sutton's coming like look at last year when we went 9-0 and to start the season it wasn't the offense that got us that 9-0 mm-hmm. start it was all Bob Sutton okay we suffered a little bit in the playoffs but 
all can be forgiven because that was kind of an outlier of last season if we're being perfectly honest but I think the Chiefs have a lot of weapons you've got D4 to add into that mix as well um, I think D4 is going to be terrorising the Patriots for years and years to come mm-hmm. because I really like the guy out of Auburn and I think if the Chiefs have to play the Patriots maybe in an AFC Championship game one day I do think the likes of D Ford will be the difference between the Super Bowl and not mm-hmm. I, I, I genuinely see that type of potential with D Ford and with Harley in Houston there's the sky is the limit with this Chiefs pass rush yeah yeah I agree I agree and you've got to and I, I forgot that Eric Berry wasn't even playing uh, Ron Parker was on for him wasn't he yeah Ron mm. Parker and Hussein Abdullah who is becoming one of my favourite Chiefs I, I, I really like Hussein Abdullah I really do and I, it was nice to see him get a pick six of Tom Brady and Justin that was a Houston. sweet interception wasn't it exactly and Justin <laughs> Houston not t- uh, turning up yeah, turning off the opportunity turning his nose up at the opportunity rather Tom can you speak properly please <laughs> <laughs> turning his nose up at the opportunity to, to lay one on Tom Brady legally it must be said because you know the league doesn't like these quarterbacks getting hit. Yeah, like Justin the, Houston. We 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 actually forgot about to talk to talk about the uh, other interception we got from uh, Sean Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever happened there with with Brady and Edelman, there was a bit of miscommunication going on. Um, Brady was trying to throw to Edelman and he stopped, but with so much energy, he managed to get back and take down Smith further down the field. Didn't he? So much energy, he was faster than everybody else. There, I'll have what he's having. Yeah, <laughs> you know it was that it was that it was that quick, and, it, and where he's got that energy from, um, like I said, I mean, it, whatever it is, keep doing it. It's working, mate. It really. I'd is. like some of that as well. <laughs> yeah, it must be. It must be. Uh, it's it's the commitment, isn't it? It's obviously the work rate commitment and everything like that. But I have um, to call him Scrappy, I think now because the way he scrappy. came back up after that hit, I thought was very impressive for yeah. such a little guy. Exactly. Um, he just shrugs it off, doesn't he? Um, he's like on another planet or something, isn't he? I like him. I think yeah. He's so happy-go-lucky. He's just, you know, happy to be here. He's not argumentative. He's not aggressive. He's not, you know, tough to talk to. What a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the uh, the nice little trick play we had as well with uh, Don Tari Poe as the fullback. Did you mm. see that one? Yeah. The f- I think it was the fourth touchdown. Um, having him as the fullback and and literally steamrolling in, looking like we were going to run the ball through, and uh, yeah, Smith finding Kelsey in the uh, the corner of the end zone, which I love that play. That was that was a, such an interesting play to see. Uh, I'd love to see more of Dontari Poe in the future of uh, you know getting on the offensive side of the ball, maybe. Yeah, I think it, I think there is something there that the Chiefs could exploit um, down at the goal line. There maybe even get him throwing passes one day how crazy would that be like no one would see that coming <laughs> throw him and throw in a pass yeah why not <laughs> no one would see it coming is that uh, Andy Reid's like the great creator of offense give the ball to Dontari Poe and let him throw a touchdown the heaviest guy in the team throwing yeah, a pass not? why not Tom I bet, I, I bet he can throw a better ball than you can he's shorter than every <laughs> offensive lineman too Where, how's he gonna see no, he doesn't just just chuck it up there. Someone will go get it. Just Dimitri, chuck it up there. Demetrius Harris will go get it. He, he's a basketball player. He just go put it at the crossbar. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. I, no, I can see Harris throwing it. Nah, Demetrius Harris rebounding, six foot seven, throw it up, Dontari Poe over everybody. Job done. Touchdown, Kansas City. Touchdown, Love Kansas City. Right. Love it. Okay. Um, I really want to talk about the, uh, the 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 very fun image of the night, and and that was seeing Tom Brady. Being benched, <laughs> that was uh, 
that was a, a, a magical moment and every Chiefs fan that was there um, clearly clearly made their their their, their voices heard uh, by actually breaking the the um, the record the uh, the world the world record for the loudest stadium. You're and, a bit overwhelmed uh, there, Brad. You're struggling I, to get it out. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know? I can't believe that a stadium could be 142 decibels loud. I know it's mad. It's, it, I mean, that's like that's mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually check now and uh, see how loud that is compared to stuff. Well, it's funny you mention that, and we didn't plan this, but I've got a game. Oh right, okay. I've got a game for you two. Ryan versus Brad, or Brad Oof. versus Ryan. Oh, like right. ring of this cannot be like English terminology. It. <laughs> it cannot be English terminology. You'd still it's, win. <laughs> the Chiefs obviously played in a stadium that was 142.2 decibels yesterday. Yeah. Which compares to a, a few sounds. So, for example, what would be louder in your mind, Brad? A jet engine at 100 feet or Arrowhead Stadium? Oh. Um, it. Oh, you got to say it was jet engine, right? Well, you'd be wrong. Arrowhead Stadium is, in fact, louder. Really? Jet engine at 100 feet. So this is the name of the game. I am going to give you both a few pairs. And you have to tell right. me which... It's, <laughs> it is. The internet told me. The internet doesn't lie. It doesn't lie. You're right. Just check Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you a few objects, pairs, and you have to tell me which object is louder. You're going to take it in turns. Okay. okay? So you've got three each. So I'm going to come to you first, Brian. An alarm clock... Or a vacuum cleaner, as you call it, or a Hoover, as we call it. <laughs> Hoover is a brand, you silly Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Hoover. He's right, you know. <laughs> the, <laughs> he is right. Sorry, the Hoover is louder uh, by five decibels. Clearly, Brad, not my, heard my alarm clock. Then have you, Brad? Yeah. An electric shaver or a piano? Piano is going to be louder. It is just. Is it just? By two decibels. <laughs> just. It is. It is. Not the way I play it. <laughs> After a few right. of those, uh, few of those whiskies, huh? <laughs> Slam um, those ivories. Yeah. <laughs> those keys take a bash in. Um, Ryan, a blender or the tube? So subway. To you. <laughs> Oh, not the sandwiches. Not, not the sandwiches. I was going with that one. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the tube. No, the it's tube. the blender. The blender is louder. No, the blender the on the tube. Yeah. I don't. I don't agree with that. Well, That's not right. The internet doesn't lie. Rubbish. Brad, Bradley. Yeah. An air raid siren, or a rock concert. Oh. Now thinking of what you just said before about. The crowd noise being louder than a jet engine. I'm going to go with the crowd and a concert. You're right. It yeah. is the rock concert. Five decibels louder, apparently, according to the internet. So you're winning 2-1. So, Ryan, you need this one. You need this one. A motorbike at 10 feet away or a disco? Disco. D Bang on the money. Is he right? Yeah, he's right. With roller skates. I think that makes it louder. <laughs> roller disco it's 2014 roller discos are still a thing right right they're coming back <laughs> so, they'll be brand new like Bill Cosby's career <laughs> definitely 100% that's a great shout Bill Cosby he's 
coming back 100 <laughs> percent um brad yeah keep it together bradley yeah, I am, I am, the host yeah, of this show. Yeah, <laughs> so a pneumatic drill or a gunshot oh i'm gonna go with a pneumatic drill it's a gunshot is it, it what is. kind of gun though I don't know. The oh, come on, Tom. <laughs> tell me. We don't have, we don't really hear guns out over here. So it's, it's, we don't. You know, man. I wouldn't even know really what know. one sounded like. <laughs> exactly. It just sounds like an exhaust backfiring, doesn't it? That's what I know it as. It's like a pop um, sound, like you like popping popcorn. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, that means, in fact, this this week's edition of Ryan versus Brad um, was a tie. Was a tie. Oh, I don't oh. have any. I don't have any tie breaks. So well done. But um, do you know what the most impressive thing about all of this What's that? is that Arrowhead Stadium last night was louder than all of those things. Really? All yeah. of them? All of them. Wow. That's that's mind-blowing. It is. And I'm going to Arrowhead this December. I'm going for the Week 14 game for Chiefs versus Raiders. So I've picked the, the, the rival game. So... Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be as loud as that when I go. Okay, it's a Sunday midday kickoff, but it's, mm-hmm. it should be spectacular, and I can't wait. Make my ears bleed, Arrowhead. That's all I say. You can help. I think that'll work. You're going over there. <laughs> yep, in December. <gasps> nice. What can't game? Wait. Did Raiders. You see, did were you, you say not listening? Were yeah. you not listening to me? Like. To- <laughs> 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> Amazing. Do you know what I would actually really love to happen? I mean, What's I can't that? afford to go over there or anything yet. I'm not I'm not as money bags as you, but I would love it if the Chiefs came over one day to, to the UK to give us a game at like Wembley or something. Yeah, that would be pretty special. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? It would. It would. I, I think it will be sooner rather than later. Do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, next couple of years, I think the Chiefs will be over because what now what the NFL has had, what, 20 teams come over to the UK, so they're going to want to get everyone over eventually. So, yeah, the, the Chiefs, their number will be up soon. And I, do you know what? I'm going to make a prediction here. Well, I think the Chiefs will give up a home game as well to come to, our, uh, to Wembley. That won't go down well with the natives. Where do you stand on that, Ryan? I didn't think they'd go at all, but a home game? That sounds ridiculous. My only yeah. question is, how loud can Wembley get? Um, Ooh. Depends what's happening, to be honest. Uh, Probably louder than an alarm <laughs> clock. Not yeah. the Foo Fighters. <laughs> like, I heard it was pretty loud during Live Aid in 1985 or whatever it was. Like, Freddie Mercury got that place banging, but um, whether Dwayne Bow will be able to, I'm not too sure. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we have to wait and see. Uh, see what happens there. Eh? One last thing I want to mention, sorry guys, before you wrap up this show, Brad, is um, did you see Bill Belichick's press conference afterwards, after the game? (laughs) He kept saying this line, on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Every question, we're just moving on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Even when the question wasn't related to what, what he was basically trying to defend against kind of thing. Yeah. On to Cincinnati. Does he seriously think that that Patriots team is going to be able to beat Andy Dalton's Bengals? Exactly. Bore off, mate. You are getting battered this Sunday when you go to Cincinnati. Got the Patriots are done. The 2014 season is done for the Patriots. Sod your Cincinnati bollocks. You've, 
fucked in a, in a Cincinnati bollocks. And the Patriots are not a force anymore. They are done. Mate, I'm not writing them out. Well, you should be. I know I'm not. I know. I know I should be, and everything. All the telltale signs are there that the you know the rot's setting in on Brady and things like that. But I don't know. I just that guy, man. I don't get it. I just he, don't he, get it. But look at him. He's one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest to play the game. He's no Peyton Manning. What are you talking about? Yeah, I give me Peyton Manning over Tom Brady any day. Look, finishing a career on three Super Bowls. I mean, that's you know you've you've, you've got to give him credit for that. Yeah, but. The last one was in 2004 that they won. They lost to Eli Manning twice. And they haven't been to the Super Bowl since 2011. They haven't won one since 2004. And even then, that was just teams carrying Tom Brady. People start talking, telling me that Tom Brady's the GOAT. Bore off. No chance. He's not even in my top five quarterbacks of all time. Well, Montana's got more Super Bowls, hasn't he? I exactly. suppose. But... Montana, even Elway, Marino, certainly Manning. Yeah, maybe Brady's fifth. At a push, but yeah. the, he, he for him to go up this list, he needs to win more Super Bowls, and he's just not going to do it. The Patriots are done. The Chiefs are now out the class of the AFC. The Chiefs are going to go on. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. This is my prediction right now. This is a start of a dynasty. Tonight was the start of a dynasty for the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Alex Smith and Andy Reid. Really? But we're not keeping we're not keeping a lid on that. Then are we not? We're just no. going all all in on the Book on the Chiefs. Market. Ryan, where do you stand on this Chiefs team? Where are they? What's where are they going now? Yes. <laughs> on the Cincinnati. Right? Not on the Cincinnati. No, I think the future's bright all the way around. Look at all the young players that are, are going to change the way that this team can progress through the next few years. Got the, the leadership well, of Reed right? and the staff, yeah. exactly. You know, And John Dorsey making such an impact early mm-hmm. on in his tenure here. I, I could see him being the driving force for a number of things that will change for the good in the future. Exactly. And the contracts he's handing out look... Very good. And Spending wisely, isn't he? Exactly. And I think he'll get a lot of good work done. He's got some big ones coming up as well. Exactly. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. All right, guys. If there's anything else you want to discuss before we wrap this up, no? Um, Equalizer. Go and watch it. It's just come out. Equalizer. Good yeah, good film. Denzel right. Washington. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a standard Denzel Washington film, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah, that's my recommendation Equalizer. of the week. Yeah. I might check that out. All right. Okay then. Well, thanks for uh, very much for uh, Ryan and for Tom for joining me on this. And uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts at, uh, at the Chiefs, <laughs> the Arrowheads Abroad Twitter page at KC Chiefs underscore UK. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. See you later. Bye.